Hello and welcome to Wannabe Entrepreneur, the podcast about what's really like to bootstrap a company. My name is Tiago, your host, and this is one of two episodes that I release every week. I started this new format last week and the results were quite good, so I'm very excited to be here with you again. This episode is a more freestyle kind of episode where I share about my projects, I share about some tools for bootstrappers and some interesting things that happen in the community. And on Thursday, there will be another episode which is more an interview format. Normally, there's always another developer, another bootstrapper, another entrepreneur that tells us about their story. In this podcast, I don't do any advertisement and the only way that I can keep this going is with the support of members and uh, today I have to announce that we have three new members of this podcast. Besides supporting the podcast, they also have access to our co-working space or if you if you want to call it like this our virtual co-working space for bootstrappers which is a community that we are building and for now we have a slack channel where all entrepreneurs a lot of people that i interview and a lot of people that are members can hang out and work together and uh, ask questions to each other and it's a great great little space for bootstrappers and they are all now members also of this space and uh, I want to announce and give a shout out to the three new members starting with uh, Gotham and I hope that I'm saying the name correctly he joined us he's the he's building astromine.io which is a SaaS platform for uh, founders it's a great place for people that are building in public to share their timelines and to share their products it's a gr really cool product and you should definitely check check it out i will link all of this in the description of this episode and another member of our community is leanne welcome leanne to the family she is a speech pathologist and she's also building a project on the side it's called cover art crowd and it's a cover art place and uh, you should also check it out. So really cool to have uh, Leanne on board. And last but not least, I want also to sh give a shout out to Jeff. Jeff uh, is a full stack developer, another developer for our community. It's always great to have them. And uh, he's also growing his own blog and newsletter, which is uh, called Jeff monson.dev and i will link everything in the description so don't worry you can just go there and check it out so welcome to all of these three members and uh, if you want to become also a member join our virtual co-working space for bootstrappers the link will be in the description and uh, you basically pay four euros a month and you can get access to all these words and support this podcast all right, and now without further ado, let's uh, get kicking, let's start this episode. One of the things that I missed the most when I was living in Germany was the ocean. In Portugal, we are very blessed with a lot of great weather and a huge ocean, a huge coastline. And all my life, I've lived just 10 minutes from the beach. It's not that I love to swim 
I also love to swim, of course, but I just love to see and watch the ocean, watch the waves, smell that uh, that smell that comes from the water. It's just so calming and peaceful, and it's amazing. And since a young age that I was blessed with the possibility to sail. My family was able to support it, which is not a very cheap sport, but I completely fell in love with it. Sailing is a huge part of my life, and I really missed it. So, the first thing I did when I returned to Portugal was to try to find ways to sail. And I went on Facebook. Yes, Facebook is still alive. And I used the feature that so far, I think, nothing has replaced Facebook in that particular feature, which is the groups. I know there's Reddit, there's Twitter, but the groups on Facebook, they are just more nicer. I don't know, they are cozier. And people are really active there. So there's a group which is called Sailing in uh, in Portugal or Sailing in Lisbon. Now I don't remember the name. But I basically went there and asked, can I join you sailing? Can I? Can, is there anyone actually racing, doing sailing races? They are called regattas. And immediately I got some responses. And yesterday, for my first time, I was doing a regatta in a, in a bigger boat, in a bigger sailing boat. And it was really, really amazing. It's a real team effort, and we started really great with a nice wind, with a lot of adrenaline, but after crossing the first buoy, the wind shifted, and there was basically no wind. We were still going in the right direction, but we are just being moved by the tide. And eventually we reached there, but because we kept on going, but we didn't have any control. And for some reason, that really resonated with me. And I could really connect this with my path as an entrepreneur. There are a lot of ups and downs. There are times when you're going super fast towards your goal and you're having the time of your life. And there's times where everything moves super slow. And what is really important always is to make sure that you're going in the right direction. I love to take a step back and make sure that I'm going towards my goal. I do a revision of my plan and I make sure everything is going in that direction. And one thing that really helps to make sure that you are going the right goal is to talk with your community, is to talk with your users and to just make sure that they are still happy with what you're doing. And sometimes just ask them point blank, why are you not using my product? What are the problems? And don't be mad at them if they give you honest feedback. Be happy that they do because it's really important to listen to what your users have to say. And I know that it's very normal that people in the beginning, they get very defensive because if it's their product. So they get, they get it's like their baby, right? And... When someone points a certain problem, a certain feature that is missing or that makes no sense, we tend to try to justify ourselves. Don't do that, really. 
Yeah, it really annoys because if th- thinking the other way around, right? If you are giving feedback to someone and this person is just trying to justify themselves and, and saying that you did something wrong, you will stop giving feedback, right? So it's really important to just listen to what they have to say with a very, very open mind and make sure that you know how to take this feedback and to make it into your plan so that you are even though you are just being pushed by the tide you are going still towards your goal your final destination this week i tried to do that with my new change it feature i've talked about it in the last episode but basically what i'm trying to do is to allow every user to create their notifications but that was not happening for some reason i released that feature and normally it takes some time for people to update the app and use it but even my more active users were not uh, creating any notifications so i asked them i have a discord community only for change it where i normally use it to speak about new features and speak about sustainability and i also have access to some of the core users and i asked them point blank why they were not using it and i got some really eye-opening answers first of all is that they didn't know what to write about which makes sense i mean you are living your life and you are not always thinking about new change it notifications right so this is something that it takes time one of the users louisa she even said that uh, she got some inspiration from uh, my change it tweet so I have also an account for Change It on Twitter and I did some tweets about sustainability and she got some inspiration from that. And we also asked in the community and what some people said was that they felt that it was a big responsibility to create a notification for uh, for the huge or what I guess they think it's a huge crowd or a lot of users in reality is, uh, I guess about 600, 700, but it's still a lot, you know, you are writing a notification that might be seen by 600 or 700 people, it's, it's a lot of people still, so they felt that they had a lot of responsibility and um, they didn't know what uh, what they should write, and um, I, I basically reassured them, I told them that all the notifications are also approved by me, so they don't have to to feel the responsibility but it's something that i really have to work on in the next in the next releases i have to make sure that people understand that uh, the responsibility is also on me that we are going to review the notifications that they can delete the notifications after they create them if they are not happy with it so it's all about also showing this new feature to the user and also giving some suggestions, maybe I can create other notifications to promote people and give ideas on what they can write about. So this is something that I'm learning from my users, even though it feels that I'm going in the right direction, it's going slowly and I'm getting the feedback from my users. Another great example happened with this podcast, with the community I'm building. We talked a lot about the audience first approach, which basically means that you start by building an audience and then you build products for 
those members for for that audience and that's great because basically you have a better intuition what this community needs and you immediately have a distribution channel and that's really really important and that kind of happened now with wannabe entrepreneur because my podcast the way i'm making money is with the membership as you know and one thing that i really enjoy that is kind of a side product of this podcast is the community and we have a slack community for bootstrappers and i always thought as this community as a way to support the podcast as a perk of a listener but i recently started to realize that this community can be a product of its own because we are all bootstrappers and being a bootstrapper means that you are mostly alone. You are the only one that mostly cares about your product and sometimes it feels that it's it's really, really lonely. And uh, we are all, most of us at least, working from home and uh, at least myself, I, I have the house for myself the whole day and sometimes it can feel really lonely. And I miss having my peers, having my colleagues. So I thought, okay, why not creating a virtual co-working space for bootstrappers? And then I realized that's basically what the Slack community is. We are all on Slack and we can just develop this community to have more events. We can have virtual gatherings with a beer. We can uh, get people that live in the same city to hang out with each other. So we can really build a virtual co-working space for bootstrappers and then i realized that you don't need to be a listener to be interested in this community and that's kind of how i found out this uh, newest three members by just sharing the possibility of of joining this uh, slack channel and i think that's what i want to build as well as a side project of the wannabe entrepreneur i want to build this community i want to help bootstrappers and it's it's funny because everything joins and gets together very well because the reason why I started this podcast is because I found that there was a, a problem in the market. And the problem was that there was not enough information for bootstrappers. You have a lot of information for people that are following the VC world and for people that have already basically achieved a certain degree of success, but you don't have information for people like me. They are just starting, they are making no money and that's what I want to help. I want to help this community. And the podcast helps because I'm giving information about it. I'm sharing about my own journey and interviewing other entrepreneurs. And the community also helps because you can find mentorship, you can find find partnerships, and you can get advice from other bootstrappers and entrepreneurs. So I think it all kind of makes sense together but it also makes sense separate because you don't need to be a listener to be into the community and you don't need to be into the community to be a listener so it's still kind of intertwined but i will try now to make the community as is as if it is its own product and still if you are a listener and if you want to join the community by supporting the podcast by becoming a member you still have access to this community so this is all happening because I'm listening to what my community has to say. I'm listening to what my users have to say. And that's um, super exciting. But anyway, that was the project updates I had for you this week. And now I want to switch the topics. I want to switch to the lifestyle of an entrepreneur, which is basically the segment where I speak a little bit about uh, my feelings <laughs> or or what I, what I felt during the week. And 
I I felt a lot of things, <laughs> obviously, but the the ones that kind of got stuck in my mind were two main things. And the first one is how life in Portugal seems a little bit more stressful than uh, than in Germany. And I guess maybe it, it can be stressful everywhere. But what I feel that here in Portugal, you know, there's a lot of stress. There's always you always have to be somewhere else. So you are always with your car, driving to pick up your kids, then to your work, then to the supermarket. And I, I hear a lot of people saying that they want to retire early, they want to enjoy life, they want to get out of the city. And when I hear that, I just think, I really love to be an entrepreneur and to have the possibility or, or to have the freedom. I think that's kind of what all of us as bootstrappers, as entrepreneurs, that's what we want. We have, we want the freedom, freedom of defining our own schedules, the freedom to make more money than uh, a company could pay you, the freedom to do something that you really love and enjoy, the freedom to, to be fulfilled, to to have a certain purpose, and that. Uh, I think that uh, that's something that I really enjoy as an entrepreneur. And I hear a lot of people speaking about retiring early. And I think, I don't want to retire early because I really love doing this. I love what, I, what I'm what i building. And I just hope that I can make money and I, I can keep up with this life. And I don't have to work for other companies ever again. But again, I, I don't know if that will happen. And another thing that I've realized is when people ask me, what i am doing i i feel a little bit embarrassed and uh, i i don't know it's it's hard to explain i guess for for some reason for me until i'm making real money with my projects i feel that all of these are kind of pretend that i'm pretending that i'm just you know on some kind of uh break between jobs so when people say, hey, Tiago, what, what are you doing? I always say, now I'm not working. Uh, but I should say that I'm, I'm working. I, I always say that, well, I always say that I'm working on my own projects. And I, I say that I have an app, but I, I never get too much into it for some reason. I don't know. It, I don't know if you, if you can explain to me why. <laughs> and I, I guess for the podcast, as a software developer, I think that having a, a podcast is not a job <laughs> because I'm not building something and uh, I love to do it but for some reason I, I cannot even convince myself that this can be a job and um, I hope that I I can open my mind also about that to myself which is a bit weird right like in, in one hand I'm doing this but in the other hand I think that this is not a proper job <laughs> this should be others thinking about about it not me right but uh, that's what i'm thinking sometimes which is a bit weird but um yeah i noticed this i noticed that when people ask me what am i doing and i don't have a proper i don't know a proper answer and i guess that's the main reason is because i feel that it's still not a company i feel that i'm still not making money and uh, i quite often think that I should go through the VC world, that I should get some money, especially for Change It, because that's kind of more a tech company. I can see people supporting it. But then I ask myself, okay, what if someone would give you 1 million euros? What what would you do? And um, for me, I, I I really don't know. 
I, I start to think I probably would hire a bigger team because I definitely need some support in marketing. I need some support in developing the app. But I made the same question on Twitter and I got a lot of interesting answers. So I want to read some of these answers to you from uh, some of the, the Twitter users. And um, Cooldeep, he said... I will use it to hire a tech team to improve upon the experience and also allocate some of it to marketing. So <laughs> basically the same. He's saying that he would invest on a tech team. And uh, it's funny because uh, Dagobert said something similar. He said that uh, he would hire a dev and a designer to move 10 times faster on our pivot idea. Right now, we spend most of our time doing marketing and servicing clients, which is a big bottleneck to evolve. And uh, I definitely agree. What I feel as being a solopreneur, basically developing and doing marketing, everything by myself, is everything is very slow. And when I want to build a new feature, I have to stop the marketing. When I want to do marketing, I have to stop developing. And if I had a bigger team, things would move much faster. And I feel that I would be able to fail faster as well. So realize if the product can have a future or not. And uh, if so, then to reach that uh, success much faster. So that's uh, really nice. And the uh, Contap app said that uh, they would also invest in in-house development team, pushing integration development. And um, and it's it's interesting because it, Contap is uh, built by Giuseppe and I interviewed him. He's, I think, one of the first interviews I did. If you go back to the beginning and uh, he told me in this interview, it's very interesting. He invested, I think, 10,000 euros developing the app, the first version, from his own pocket because he's not a developer, he's a marketeer. So he had actually to hire a team, an outside team to do it. And I, I guess for him it's really hard because every time he wants to develop something new, a new feature, he has to always connect back to this team and uh, having a team of his own would definitely be uh, a great way. And uh, Stefan Ursacha, I hope I said the name correctly, said that he would educate himself and he would uh, invest this money to learn more. He didn't give any other answer, but it makes total sense. I think we should definitely learn more. Like, And I, I feel that I, I, I'm missing that. I'm missing more information and knowledge about business, about marketing, and even about uh, developing. So that's great that he would invest in himself. And um, Alexandru Totolizzi said he had a very specific uh, plan. 25% on learning how to build a business, 25% to hire the best people, 25% on business expenses, and uh, 25% and S&P 500 in case of blowing up. This last one, I actually don't know what is this. Is this uh, maybe some investing uh, funds? But uh, yeah, business expenses, hiring the right people, that's definitely something crucial, especially in the beginning. When you're starting your own company, the first employees can be the difference between success and failure. So hiring the first employees is really, really important. And uh, I will uh, uh, read one more here, which is from uh, uh, Michael Burns. And he says that he would... Uh, being that we build a two-sided marketplace, I would say team first. So we would hire developers, marketing director, customer success, then marketing, and lastly, admin. And um, 
So basically, I guess we are all aligned. We would all invest on a team and uh, also a little bit on marketing. But I guess everyone here is uh, saying that they would mostly invest on uh, on their own team. So I will link this thread, this Twitter thread on the description so you can go there and uh, read the other answers that are also very interesting answers but thank you so much for all the people that answered and uh, it was really nice to see your thoughts on this and uh, now let's go to the third and last segment of this podcast which is uh, tools and tips and techniques for bootstrappers and uh, here i normally share my experience and uh, or my experiences with some tools and today i have a very interesting concept for you which is using fiverr and hiring people on fiverr to write content for you for your blog and the idea here is to make sure that uh, you have great content for seo purposes so basically to make sure that when people search for topics that are related to your product on google they will basically find you and uh, I tried to do that for the blog that I have for Wannabe Entrepreneur. I've told you many times that's definitely one of the things I would change if I would start now my podcast. I would have started with a website because it's amazing. You you can have SEO, you can have your podcast episodes there and it's much easier to share because what happened to me, for instance, I started with the to having my podcast hosted on a Hanker and then I changed to Red Circle and then I had to change all the links or some of them I didn't even change. So it would be much better to just basically share my website and then if i change the providers i could just change one line of code in the website and that would be much much easier so what i did was i went on fiverr and i hired three different content creators and to each one of them i gave them a different task i know that normally when people do this on youtube they give to all of them the same task but i don't have the money for that so i really had to to invest there were similar tasks though. So the idea was I gave them an episode and I told them to write a blog post about it. And um, so I gave three episodes. The first episode was the bootstrapper paralysis. So basically the last episode, the last freestyle episode, the one that released last Tuesday. And I asked this content creator to write something about it. And then I, the other episode I shared was how to get uh, users or followers on Twitter. I also have an episode on that. And I asked for this person to listen to it and to also write something about it. And the last one was to about about the episode that if you want to find purpose you have to work on a startup and i want to give you the results but let me just tell you that the reasons why i picked these three episodes are that the first one the bootstrap paralysis the one that i released last week is just because i'm trying to increase the marketing i'm doing per episode since i now i'm not releasing that often so i want to have basically a seo 
blog posts about each one of these new episodes. And the other two, the Twitter one and the one about purpose, is I selected them by going on uh, Google Trends, the tool I also shared in the last episode, which is great to do an analysis of keyword analysis. And I tried to mess around with it and try to understand which keywords were being used the most. And then I realized that millennial and purpose were one of them. So that's why I, I called these blog posts, how can a millennial find purpose at work? So I hope that people basically search for it. I'm always thinking how what people would search. And I can imagine a lot of people searching on Google, finding purpose as a millennial, finding purpose at work as a millennial or something. So I think this was, I think it can, can work out. I, I'll give you the results in a couple of weeks because it takes some time for SEO to kick in. But that's why I picked that one. And the one about Twitter is also because Twitter is being... I don't know, it, it's trending and people are just speaking about Twitter and what I imagine people that what people would search would be how to get followers and uh, I did some analysis. One thing that I also do besides using the Google Trends is to just start typing on Google and see what are the autocompletes and normally these autocompletes are what people are searching for. So this is also a great way to think about topics and think about blog posts to write and uh, one thing that I noticed that people are always searching for how to get your first 1,000 users. So here, what I did is how to get your first 100 users. And I hope that if people search for it, they will also find my blog post. So let's get started with the results. The first one about the bootstrapper paralysis, it cost me only six euros. It's super cheap and it delivered great, great results. I will also link the Fiverr person I hired together with the, the blog post so that you can read and see also if if you want to hire them, but six euros, about 700 words. And I can really see that he listened to the full episode and it's 25 minutes of episode. So he listened to all of this. So that's really great. Great work. It took me about 25 minutes of editing. So from the moment I downloaded the file to the moment I uploaded it to the website, it took me 25 minutes because there were a couple of mistakes. There were a couple of formatting that I need to be done. So there were a couple of things that I have to change. But still, for six euros, is really, really amazing. The next one costed me about 12 euros, so the double of the price, which is still a great, great uh, price, but still is double. And uh, this one was about the purpose of the startup. Again, super well, well written. Instead of 25 minutes of editing, it only took me 12 minutes from the moment I downloaded to the moment I uploaded to the website. And great content. He also listened to the full episode. I think he wrote a little bit less than 700 words, maybe around the 500, but it's more than enough. And I'm really excited to see what people think about it. And uh, the last one was about how to get the 100 Twitter followers. For some reason, it seems that this person didn't listen to the episode. So it's still great content and it's still a lot of really interesting insights about how to get your first listeners, but it's just not that connected to the episode. So at first, I also thought that this person kind of maybe stole this blog post from some th somewhere else because they were really interesting insights. So either, it, since it's not coming from the episode, how either this content creator really knows about Twitter or it kind of stole from somewhere else. So I'm not sure. I tried to search for separated sentence on Google. If you use quotes, you basically can search for that exact 
query for that exact text, but I didn't find anything. So it took me about 15 minutes of editing, so it's quite nice. Everything was mostly well written, but I don't know. I just didn't like it so much because it was not connected to what I spoke about on the episode. Anyways, it was really still great, and I still uploaded to the website, and I think it will bring me some nice users. If I had to pick one, I would pick the first one, the one about the bootstrapper paralysis, because it was a great content and it was only six euros. But the other one about how to find the purpose on startup was also really well written. So this was my experience with Fiverr. To be honest, I will probably do this more often for at least for every new freestyle episode I release. I will definitely reach out to one of these creators and ask them to help me write something because it just takes a lot of time from your plate. I know I could also write them myself, but then I can focus on other stuff and just for six euros, I can get someone to write something about my episode and uh, it just doesn't take me too much time uh, out of my plate. So I think it's a great strategy and I'll keep you up to date in the um, future to see what were the results SEO-wise. So am I getting traffic? Are people actually searching for it? So I will give you some update on that. And uh, this was the end of, or this is the end of today's episode. And um, last episode, it got me about 50 listens, which is quite good. Normally, the daily episodes only reach about 30 or 40. And the interview got... The interview with Kavya, by the way, you should listen to it, got more than 100 listens, so it was really great. But I hope that this one gets then more than 50 and we keep on growing, keep on growing. And to do that, I need your help. I need you to give me great ratings. So if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, if you are listening to this on a platform that allows you to give reviews, please give me a good review. This really helps to get other people to find me. Share it with your bootstrapper friends. Share it on Twitter. That also helps a lot, a lot to get more people because people, your friends, they trust you. They don't trust me. But if you are telling them that this episode is great or this podcast is great, then they will trust you and then they will come and listen and be part of this amazing community. And last but not least, becoming a member, buying me a coffee, Joining us on the Slack community is something that I really, really need because it's the only way this podcast will continue because in the end, I need to make money. So the link will be in the description and you can click, you can see all the perks and you can join the community and shoot me a message on Twitter if you have any questions. Really, I, I really want to get to know you and I really want to know your opinions. I, would, I want to know if you have either suggestions for topics and... I generally want to speak with you. So thank you so much. On Thursday, there will be an interview. And this was another wannabe entrepreneur. See you on Thursday.